It's time to let you in on a little secret. Actually, lots of secrets. We're talking strategy and most importantly, return on your investment for your podcast. Welcome to Branded Podcast Secrets. All right, welcome to another episode of Branded Podcast Secrets. I'm Erin Greger here with another great guest. Today, ooh, we're going to be talking some parenting, some meal prepping and planning and attempting to remain healthy, which honestly is the story of my life. So very excited to talk about this. Uh, today, I have Kristen or Chris. We're going to call it Chris is what you prefer, right? I usually go by Chris, Chris. but either one works. Okay. So Chris Dovniak. Uh, Chris is the founder of the Healthy Balanced Mama, host of the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast, which is why she is here today. Uh, she's a culinary nutritionist, a certified intuitive eating counselor, classically trained chef, and mama of two little ones. And uh, just you're trying to figure all this mama stuff out too, but I love how you're helping mamas attempt to balance. So Chris, thank you so much for coming today. Oh my gosh, Erin, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat all of the things. Yeah, well, I want to dig into your podcast because in listening to it, you've got the healthy. So let's let's back up before we jump into the details of your business or of your podcast. I want to understand your business a bit. And obviously you are in content mode, like you're working the Instagram, you're working social, Facebook, you're working all of these things in the sense of your primary business is being content, like pictures and videos and helping people prep. So as you're creating all this content, you've got to be super busy doing all that. Where were you in the process of saying, you know what, I think a podcast is something I should do also. And um, how did that fit into your workflow as a whole? Mm, oh, such a good question. So the I created the podcast a few years ago, and I have been listening to podcasts for a decade, like before podcasts were cool. <laughs> there are a couple podcasts that I just I listened to for a long time. I fell in love with the guests, and it was something that was always in the back of my mind. Like I love to talk, I love to help people. I feel like I could do that, but I didn't really. I, I kind of had this block that it was going to be. It was going to take too much time. It was going to be too hard. Does my voice sound funny? Like, am am I the type of person who has the type of, you know, technology experience to be able to do this? I had all these kind of blocks. And, you know, it was really, I was at a point in my business where I was kind of starting to pivot my business a little bit. I had been doing, so I worked as a personal chef for several years. So I worked in person. I worked in restaurants. So in-person cooking for people. I did catering. I worked in restaurants. I worked a lot in the culinary world for a period of time. Um, but like you said, I'm also a culinary nutritionist. I'm a health coach. And so I'd kind of leaned more into the health coaching side of things when my first daughter was born because I wanted to work more from home. I didn't want to work outside of the home as much. And then when my second daughter was born, I was kind of leaning more into this online business, this online business space. And I have a long and winding story, which you can listen to on the podcast, of really finding my balance when it comes to my health and my wellness. I struggled with an eating disorder when I was in high school, and then I went into this whole phase of being really, really into kind of the fitness world. And I, I still love fitness and health and wellness, as you know, are a huge part of my business. But I really want to encourage moms, uh, especially because I am a mom myself, but 
but women in general, that we don't need to go to these crazy extremes to find this place of health and wellness and balance. And so it was really my wanting to put my story out there more that really kind of um, kind of pushed me towards doing some things like Instagram lives and Facebook lives. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I can try this podcast thing out. I was like, maybe it'll just be like a a 10 episode thing. And so I decided to look into what it would take to create a podcast. And I was like, wow, this actually doesn't look all that hard. I was like, okay, to start, it was totally free. I found a, well, I had to buy a mic. Okay, so it cost me about $100 to buy the mic and to get all that stuff set up. And then I found a podcast provider where I could basically, the first two hours of me recording would be free. And so I was like, okay, so all this is the investment of a good mic. And so really I was like, all right, I'm going to try this out. And so the first couple of podcast episodes were mostly scripted. I was, I kind of wrote out my story and I just shared my story. And after those first couple of episodes, I got such incredible feedback from the women in my community. Like, thank you so much for sharing your story. All of these different you know points in your story whether it was the fitness part or the disordered eating or the struggle with motherhood and meal planning and meal prep whatever part of my story it was that so many women resonated with it and so I was like all right I guess I'll put out some more so if you go way way back to the beginning of my podcast three years ago the first like I want to say 10 episodes are just me it's just me sharing my story. It's just me sharing tidbits on balance and intuitive eating and kind of that whole journey of mine. And about five episodes or so in, I was like, you know, I would really love to talk to other women about this too. And so I invited a couple of guests on, which was the scariest thing I think I'd ever done in my business was reach out to other creators and, you know, other women who had bigger businesses than mine and go, hey, and now I've also had men on the podcast too. But in the beginning, I was like, it's, I'm just going to, you know, just going to connect with other moms and, uh, and have them on. And honestly, it really just grew from there. It was like, okay, this isn't as big a hump as I thought it was going to be. And with each episode, with each guest, we, you know, we dealt with things like in the beginning, I had forgotten my first podcast guest I ever recorded with. I forgot that time zones are a thing. Um, And so I just, we figured out a time. And then I, um, you know, I sent her, I think I sent her an email because I'm sitting there and she wasn't there. And I was like, this is so strange. And I was like, we said, we said noon. And I sent her an email and she was like, oh, I'm still in my pajamas. I'm in California. I'm on the East Coast. And she's like, I didn't expect us until noon. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do noon your time because I have to pick my daughter up from school. And she was like, it's fine. I can do it if you don't mind that I'm in my pajamas. <laughs> we hopped on. And I was like, oh my gosh, time zones. And so it's just sort of evolved from t- over time. Um, and so I'm not sure if that fully answers your question, but that's how I started was really just going, I want to share my story. And you know what? I would really also love to share other women's stories too. And that's kind of how how it started and how it began to evolve as part of my business. I love it. So how has it helped build your business from a perspective of, uh, you know, maybe you can like narrow a specific, you know, how many leads you're getting or what it's, what it's doing for you, or maybe it's just a, a brand awareness, but do you have any idea of how specifically, cause like I said, you have a lot of content. This isn't just <laughs> your one content move. So specifically on the podcast, how has that helped build your business? 
Well, honestly, the podcast has been probably the best thing I've done for my business in terms of business growth. And I think because, I mean, I know you know this, podcasts are so powerful because you can truly hear the person's voice. They can be in your ears. They can be sharing wisdom and tips and tools or their story. And you resonate with that, right? It's it's similar to video. But I find that especially for my demographic, podcasts are even more accessible than video. I think because sometimes, you know, just putting a video on with kiddos and running around, you know, can be difficult, but putting a podcast on when you're driving in the car or putting the earbuds on when you're doing the laundry. And I even mentioned that, you know, in the beginning of my podcast and in my intro, you know, I, I talk about life as a mom is it's hard, it's difficult, and it can be hard to figure out this whole balance thing. And I just want to be one of those voices in their ears or have, you know, other voices come in and give them that encouragement while they're doing all of the everyday mom stuff. So I think that the accessibility has helped me to get my voice in people's ears and it has created brand awareness for sure and has also helped me a lot as I've continued to pivot my business even more. So more in the online space, obviously podcasts are all online. Um, but then I've started things like, you know, I, I've had a I've had a course for several years, but really um, updating that course and so I've a course on meal prep and so updating that course and being able to share that more and being able to share bits and pieces of that and why I think it's so powerful and so important Um, my one physical product is a meal planner and so being able to actually get on and share like little just little tips I, I do Friday episodes called healthy mama hacks and they're intended to be about 20 minutes or less sometimes they're more because I like to talk if you can't tell. That's why I have a podcast. (laughs) But I have, you know, tips and tools like, you know, why it's important to have a list of your family's favorite meals before you start meal planning. So you don't feel like you're meal planning with the entire internet and like thousands and thousands of choices. You're really narrowing down those choices. And that one thing has helped so many women. And it has also helped because they're like, oh my gosh, she has this tool that will help me do that too. And so it's never it's never been something where I started the podcast and I was like, this is going to be the thing that builds my business. It was from the place of, I really just want to get my voice and my story out there. But it has had the incredible result of really being able to kind of share these things, share these stories Mm -hmm. and these tools with people, but also direct them to the things that I have to offer, my cooking classes, things like that, that they might not have known about otherwise, as I'm also helping in this way. So it kind of has that dual purpose. And it really, it really has been incredible for my business. Yeah. So I love to talk about, so you brought up the, uh, the 20 minute podcast, the healthy mama hot. Mama, mama, I can't say mama anymore. I don't know what just happened there, but healthy mama hacks. Uh, so is that, I, I would love to know. So you started solo, you moved to interviews. This seems like it's an umbrella under the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. So what was the decision to do the Friday episodes on a solo perspective? And then you're, but you're still doing the interviews too. Yeah. So honestly, it was because I wanted to put out more podcast episodes and I just didn't have enough space in my schedule. I was putting out a lot of bonus episodes on Fridays because I put out my podcast on Mondays like many other podcasters and it just feels like the day for me. And so I was putting out and I had a lot of interviews that I wanted to put out, but then I had a lot of solo episodes I wanted to put out too. But they didn't feel like they were 
um, and maybe this is me, you know, kind of putting judgment on myself that isn't necessary, but I kind of felt like they're like, well, they're not really long enough for a full episode. And sometimes my Monday episodes are only like 20 minutes quick. And, and those episodes do really well from a listen perspective, right? Uh, because I think they're, they're quick and simple. And we like those, especially as busy moms, we like those quick tips. And so those episodes did well, but I still wanted to bring in all of those those interviews and I had more than I had room for. And so I was like, well, maybe maybe I break up these longer episodes that I might I might want to be talking about meal planning or meal prep or grocery budgeting or um, I had a whole series that did really, really well about organizing your kitchen and your pantry and your fridge and your freezer. So I could do a whole hour and a half long episode on that or Monday could be an interview with an incredible guest I want to share and then I can divide that up throughout the month and then moms instead of listening to it in 20 minute increments like as they can they get a little bit each week and they can look forward to that they can come back to that and if they don't care about organizing their freezer then they just don't listen to that one they listen to the one about organizing their pantry and so that was kind of where that came from where I'm like I have a lot more information that I want to share I want to share these quick tips and tools maybe they don't have to be a long episode and so then it became, well, now I put out two episodes a week. But honestly, the Healthy Mama Hacks episodes are some of my favorite ones to record. I love connecting with guests, but they're so quick and easy to record. They require very little editing. And I have had such incredible response to them. I actually created a second podcast just to hold those Healthy Mama Hacks episodes. I'm still kind of deciding what I want to do with it. They'll still stay on the Healthy Balance Mama podcast on Fridays, um, but it's kind of a holding space for the women who have just found me through the Healthy Mama hacks, and they just want to listen to those because for some women, that's that's all they want. And so that's kind of how that kind of evolved. But um, people are really responding. They're really responding well to them. So I'm glad I'm doing them. I love it. And so here's what I love too about it is that, uh, you know, everybody starts – they, they, they think the, the podcast has to have this perfect format and you have to stay the same and it has to work. But you really what I love about podcasting is you have permission to do whatever rules you want with it. Right. If you want to do a solo show and an interview, you can. If you want to do just interviews, mm -hmm. you can. If you want to do just solo, you can. So I love the flexibility. You know, you talked about how you're using the podcast as a way to, uh, you know, help introduce some of the, you know, your meal planning course or, you know, any of your other, the services you offer. How have you strategically fit that into it? Is it a mention? Uh, is it, are you doing full episodes around maybe, you know, and then, hey, this is kind of the, the 20 minute primer to what you're going to learn. And now you can go more. How does that strategically fit with what you're offering and in, in, in your business specifically? Mm, well, you know, much like the podcast has grown and evolved, so has kind of my strategy with this. I've tried out a lot of different things and I never want the woman who's listening to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast to feel like it's an ad because that's not the purpose of the podcast. I do have a business. I love what I do. I, my husband and I joke that, um, he has his own business too, and he loves what he does. But he's like, you know, we're in our 30s. He's like looking towards retirement. He's like, oh, you know, he has all these things he wants to do during retirement. I'm like, I don't want to retire. He's like, yes, you do. You're going to want to retire. I'm like, I don't think I am. Not entirely. Because I really, truly, it's great that I make money at what I do. But I really, truly love what I do. And so... I want the podcast to be a resource for the woman who might never buy something from me, but she still gets 
some of that information too. But I also want it to be a place where they know their next steps if they do need more help, if they want to dig into meal prep and dig into my course, if they want to actually have that tangible meal planner in their hands. And so a lot of what I've done is incorporate it within within the episodes, especially if I have a sale or something like that going on, then I will do like a mini kind of ad break. Sometimes I'll do them in the middle of the episode. Sometimes I'll do them at the beginning of the episode. And I usually do that for a few episodes and kind of share about it. Um, so if, if there's something on promotion, I'll share it then. And then I do like to connect them to those Healthy Mama Hacks episodes because a lot of those episodes are pretty specific around kind of what I share most often in my business these days as well. Um, and sometimes those episodes are just an opportunity to share something that um, like a free challenge I'm doing, something like that. I did cooking school at the beginning of September where I did kind of like a cooking 101, which was something where I really just I love sharing cooking teaching classes is one of my other favorite things I do in my business and I've been doing that for a really long time so being able to give some of that information helping people feel more comfortable and confident in the kitchen was something that I could do for free but then people who wanted to dig deeper could then join my cooking club they could join the cooking classes and so instead of leading them directly towards come and join a cooking class because if they're listening to something about you know gut health or something like that, it it doesn't really, it doesn't necessarily connect. But if they're listening to, okay, here are some tips on how to be a more efficient cook in the kitchen, then, hey, come join cooking school. And if you like cooking school, then maybe you want to come and join one of my classes. Or maybe you don't. And that's okay, too. So I try and weave it in that way. So I am giving them next steps if there are next steps, but it also doesn't feel like you know, one giant ad. And I have nothing, I have nothing at all against ads, <laughs> but I just want it to be something where it's, it's that balance. And it's, of course, everything's about balance, right? <laughs> but I, I do try and, and have that balance and kind of just kind of direct them in that way. So a lot of it's around the Healthy Mama Hacks episodes, because that is primarily where my business is. Um, but I do kind of weave it in sometimes too, to to those, those bigger kind of guest episodes as well. I love it. So this is totally off on a tangent, but if you're like, I have the perfect idea for a partnership for you, like a paid partnership or sponsorship, whatever you want to look at it. So there's a company we use called Hamper, H-A-M-P-R. Have you ever heard of them? I haven't, no. Okay. So this is like, like the perfect, if you ever need a sponsor, you need to reach out to them and talk (laughs) to them. So what it is, is basically we put our, all our laundry in a bin, we stick it on the porch a magic elf comes and picks it up and takes it away and then they bring it back and it's all folded and it's amazing. They bring it back oh in a day. Gosh, I so need that. Here's why it's perfect for you in both ways because A, I, I just thought of it because you're like, oh, you can just enfold the laundry and like mamas need yeah. this, obviously, this help. So it's great for like as a partnership for mamas because that's your audience. But on the other side, it's all mamas doing the work too. So it's an extra income Mm -hmm. for those who are looking for extra income who can come pick up your laundry. So it'd be like the perfect partnership because they'll mamas on both sides would totally use this. So anyway, H A M P R. I need to reach out to this as soon as we're, (laughs) yes. Cause you're like, yeah. Or if you don't want to fold the laundry, call hamper. But yeah. So anyway, I went off on a tangent, but just for your podcast, it's like you've got the ultimate audience for them. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I, I want that for myself. Yes, so. it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's truly amazing. But then that you still have to amazing. put the laundry away, unfortunately. Yeah. That's the bad yeah. part. And uh, 
you can't see it, but I have a basket of folded laundry <laughs> right over there. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. clean at least. It's clean. I know. I have a basket full of stuff that just came out of the dryer uh, that's not folded. So I hate the folding part. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so let's talk about marketing because I see you're active, really active on social media. You're doing a lot of like your recipes and your meal prep. How do you uh, market the podcast specifically? And what's your what's your social uh, channel of choice when it comes to growing the podcast? Mm, yeah. So this is also something I have experimented with quite a bit. Um, but Instagram is my number one always when it comes to social media. I also do have a Facebook group, um, but the Facebook group I find is, and it's just the Healthy Balanced Mamas Facebook community for anyone who wants to join us. It's Facebook, so it's obviously free. Um, but that I find is more of a place to connect with the women who listen to the podcast. Um, and honestly, this year's been a little crazy. I mentioned to you before we got on, I just moved recently. And so I haven't been as active in there as I want to. Typically, I like to share the podcasts over there once a week and say, hey, there's a new episode. Go listen to it. We can chat about it if you want to. Um, but primarily it's Instagram. So I have my primary Healthy Mama Chris Instagram account, and that's where I share a lot of my cooking and meal planning and meal prep and those type of tips, recipes, things like that over there. Um, and I do like to share my podcast episodes when they go live as well. Again, life's crazy. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, but I find honestly, the best marketing for my podcast has been word of mouth through Instagram. So I ask people at the end of every podcast episode if they will screenshot and share with a friend on Instagram if they like that episode. And so I get quite a few screenshots. I try and reshare those if I can as well. Somebody loves the episode. I love when they tell me what they love from the episode. I get DMs every single week from people like, my friend told me about your podcast and I love it so much. I loved this episode. I loved this tip. I love this Healthy Mama Hacks episode, which are my favorite DMs to get. So if you do listen to the podcast, shoot me a DM. I want to hear that you're listening. <laughs> um, and honestly, I feel like that is the best way that it's grown is just by saying, hey, if you liked this episode, just share it with someone else. And especially even if they only have 150 followers on Instagram, those 150 followers are probably their family and friends. And so they are, and, and I feel like that's for many of us, the best place, the best place to get um, recommendations because we trust them already. Right. And so if they're like, this is a great podcast, we're like, okay, I'll check it out. We listen to an episode, we like it. And then we are all of a sudden subscribed and binge listening. That's what I tend to do when friends tell me about podcasts that they like. Right. And so I also have a podcast Instagram account where I share the episodes every week. I do little audiograms so they can hear a little clip from the podcast. And it's the same clip they hear when they turn the podcast on. And so they have that recognition. So they've already heard that, you know, 10 seconds, sometimes up to like 30 seconds of the guest or myself talking about something. Then they turn the podcast on and they're like, oh, yes, I recognize this. Then they hear my intro and we go into the interview or my solo episode. So I put those up on Instagram, both um, on feed and stories. Um, Every single week, unless I skip a week because I'm moving, but in, in that case, you know, they go up on the Instagram account, which is not a huge account, but the people who are on that account are my loyal podcast listeners, right? So they get that notification. So they're continuing to listen to it. And then, I, you know, I, I'm continuing, obviously, growing followers on that account, too. But a lot of people also find it through my main account. You know, I have the link in my bio or the, um, I guess, the, you know, the link to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast 
in my bio so they can go and they can see that I'm the host and sharing that in my stories. So really Instagram has been number one and then kind of secondary, the Facebook page as well. So I have a question on that. Uh, I want to go back to community, but before we go there, I want to talk about the Instagram because this is a question a lot of people ask. So they have their business social channel, right? And is it worth it? for creating is it worth it to create an entirely different social channel just for your podcast i'm going to assume considering that you're doing it the answer for you would be yes and it sounds like just being able to tag specifically the podcast going out so you know those are your listeners has there been anything else that you've found or discovered that would help you answer that question to answer yes to that question anything else you've found that has really been beneficial by having that set because it's work it's a lot more work yeah where that work has been worth it yeah you know it's interesting that you ask this because at the beginning of the year i had decided to take that podcast account and kind of put it on pause so i had the two separate accounts and it was getting to be a lot of work and it's basically just me and my assistant and my business i do not have a giant business with a giant team um so it was getting to be a lot and i was like you know what i kind of want to put everything in one place i want to put it all in one hub but it felt a little disjointed to try and kind of shove everything. And then I felt like I was in people's faces too much <laughs> on my on my normal kind of my my personal feed, my personal business feed. Because a lot of what I do is the the recipes and the cooking and the meal planning and the meal prep, kind of inserting the podcast in there as as much as it's a huge part of my business, it just it felt disjointed. And so having the hub for that so I could still continue to share about the podcast in stories, they can see as soon as they get to my profile, anytime they go to look at my profile, anytime they go to look at a photo or, you know, click on my bio, they can see that I'm the host of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. They can go to that. They can choose to follow that. And I find that that's what happens a lot. Um, I haven't found that removing it from, it's not removed entirely from my main account, but kind of going back a few months in I was like okay I need to I need to bring this back I like having them kind of separate but together it has it's really only my podcast has only grown in that time so I haven't seen any detriment from not having it like on my main feed as much and really just sharing that in stories and then directing them over to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast account I kind of the way my brain works and the way my business is I like having them separate but together so for me the decision really came from separating it and going I don't know this is kind of a lot of work is it worth it and then going yes it is it it does make sense it felt better you know because I I do want people to feel like they're there because they want to be there and they're not like okay you're talking about cooking one day and then you're talking about the podcast another day on my feed in terms of my stories I talk about I talk about everything because it's all a part of me and all a part of my business and all a part of who I am and I think the people who are there understand that and so and that's it just it's it made sense and like I said it's only continued to grow significantly this year this year has been my biggest year of growth in the podcast in terms of numbers and so I can it definitely hasn't hurt it <laughs> interesting and no so going back to the community side of it too, like you mentioned, that Facebook group is a way to talk about the podcast. Obviously, there's a, hey, everybody, there's a new episode. Have you done anything else? to? Because there's the power of the community when it comes to podcasting. Have you done anything else in that group to really help cultivate that community? You know, it sounds like even just on the outside of the, the group, you're 
talking to people through DMs, you're doing all this stuff, answering questions, but have you found a, a secret sauce way, for lack of a better term, to really help cultivate a community in extending the conversation of the podcast to the Facebook group? Yeah. So moms are busy, right? We're all busy in our own ways. And so I don't find that it's, you know, something where I have people like constantly talking about the podcast other than the DM here or there. They listen and they shoot me a DM when they really love an episode and that's kind of it. So what I wanted to do is give the women who are listening an opportunity to hear a little bit more from me and ask questions and kind of be a part of the process of creating the podcast and and get a little bit of a little bit extra from being in the community. So something I like to do are Friday coffee chats. And I don't do them every single Friday, but usually three out of four weeks of the month. I call it a coffee chat, even though I stopped drinking coffee earlier this year. Usually I have a hot chocolate or a tea. And, uh, Are you I get okay, on. first of all, that you'd stop drinking coffee? Yeah, Sorry, I, I know. I love coffee. Coffee used to be a part of my bio. That's yeah. how much I love yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I heard it. I'll on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I actually, it's it was a, a choice for my hormone balance. I actually had a podcast guest, Dr. Heather Rhodes. I know this has nothing to do with podcasting, yeah. but she's fantastic. So anyone who, who needs help with their hormones... I got her, I had her on the podcast and I, I was like, okay, be honest with me. How much is caffeine hurting me? And she was like, yeah, it's, it's not great. You need to go like a month without it and see how you feel. And it was like life changing. Like, I'm not even kidding. Everything got better in terms of my hormone health. And I still drink a little bit of caffeine, but it's much less than I was with coffee. And um, so, yeah, I, I am actually okay. And I can't even I can't even believe it. My husband still can't believe it. It's it's a thing. But so and our sorry, coffee chats totally are now like go off that, on that tangent. <laughs> no. But... no, I actually <sighs> like talking about it. I feel like I need to do a whole podcast episode for the people who want to hear about <laughs> me. <laughs> a coffee addict goes off goes off coffee. Um, so yeah, no. So um, now I'm losing my own train of thought. The coffee chats on that? Fridays. I totally. Made you go off. I'm of sorry. No, that's okay. So on Fridays, I usually like to expand on whatever we're talking about on the Healthy Mama Hacks episodes, or I use it as an opportunity, uh, an opportunity to pull my community and go, "Hey, what do you guys want more information on? What do you want to hear about? Here are a few topics." You choose what you want to talk about next. So right now, what we have going on, and I'm, I'm talking I'm November uh, 2021. And so if you do want to hop into the group, you can all you can watch all of our all of the old all of the replays. They're live on Fridays, usually around one o'clock Eastern is when I go live. And so you can go on and see all my past ones. But this time I people said that they wanted more help with meal planning, which obviously I love talking about. So what we're doing this month is hack my meal plan. So I had people tell me their biggest struggles with their meal planning. And so I go in and I go, okay, I'm going to help you with that question. So I get on for 15 to 30 minutes and just sort of chat about it. And, you know, they can ask questions if they want to ask questions um, or they watch the replay later and comment and ask questions. And so it's, it's a way for them to kind of be a part of that conversation and oftentimes for me from a podcasting perspective that sparks ideas for new podcast episodes too so it's sort of a way to be able to kind of gauge where they're at what they want to hear about more give them some really tangible advice right there and then think about it after and go okay I can actually turn this into a podcast episode and give them even more value from there. So I like to get them involved in that way, really ask them what they want to hear. And it kind of it, it works both ways. It helps them and it also helps me kind of with ideas and, and content. Um, and the other thing that we did add this last year 
took a little break in the summertime and when I was moving, but we're bringing back this month is a book club that we're doing on Zoom once a month. And so we oftentimes, um, we have in the past and we are this month um, featuring one of the authors who's a guest on the podcast. So this month, again, we're talking November 2021, so it might be past this, but um, right now we had the authors of Happy Mom, Happy Kid on the podcast. And so we're listening to or we're listening or reading to that. We're reading that book and we're going to hop on Zoom at the end of the month and a bunch of us are going to chat about the book. And so it's kind of fun to have the guest on to be able to listen to their story and then get to read the book and join together as a community. And I found especially when all of us were like cooped up at home last year being able to talk to other moms and we chat about the book, but then we also chat about life too. It's like, how's it going for you? Yeah, it's also been hard for me is a way to really, really tangibly create that community. So that's been really fun. I love it. Lots and lots of good ideas. Uh, I could talk about this forever because you've got, I, I love what you're doing with it. So Chris, if somebody wanted to listen to your podcast or learn more about Healthy Balance Mama, where is the best place for them to go? Yeah, well, the podcast is the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. So you can find it wherever you get podcasts, you know, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all of the places, right? Um, and then I'm over on Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris, and that's my hub. And then Healthy Balance Mama Pod is the Healthy Balance Mama Instagram. So any of those places are a really easy way to connect with me. Awesome. And of course, all of that will be on our notes page over at AaronGregor.com. Chris, thank you so much for joining. I feel good. Or no, actually, this isn't the time. I was going to say I thought this was the uh, coffee chat time, but it's an hour later. So I was going (laughs) to, I felt bad, but now I don't anymore that I took time away from your community. Uh, but thank you so much, uh, for doing this today. I truly appreciate it and, uh, loved talking all things podcasting with you today. Oh my gosh. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.